Hi, it's Nick here from the Talk and Power podcast. We are proud to announce Auto One as our brand partner for the podcast. Auto One, it's the one. You can now order online with click and collect or get your order shipped. Head to www.autoone.com.au. Like us at the podcast, Auto One has a passion for cars and all things automotive. They understand your love of cars too. With great prices and the biggest brands you know and trust, they are sure to be able to help you with your project, whether it be replacing your wiper blades, fitting out your four-wheel drive with the latest gear, or rebuilding your dad's old HQ Holden. Not sure on how to install those spotlights? Don't panic. Just head to the website and click on the do-it-yourself videos, and Rico will talk you through the process. From Auto One in Albany, up to Auto One in Caratha, across to Auto One in Townsville, down to Auto One in Hobart, and over 50 stores in between. Auto One has a retail store nearby, with expert advice and the stock on hand. Auto One is committed to bringing you the brands you know and trust at great prices. Coupled with the team's knowledge and experience, Auto One, it's the one. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Hi everyone, it's Nick from the Talk and Power podcast. And we're going to be bringing you this week's motorsport wrap for the week. Now, I just want to touch your base again. We announced the winner at the start of the show of the Auto One $50 gift card. It goes to John Sabo. Congratulations, John. You win the $50 gift card from Auto One. And um, like, as we know, he's building a secret project. We're not allowed to say too much. No, about we're not allowed it. to talk about it. I'm sure that $50 will go just like that. <laughs> Congratulations, John. So all you need to do to win the $50 like, share, comment on the official post for episode 91 and you go in the running to win another $50 gift card from Auto One and our friends there. They're really supportive of what we do. Guys, now, did you end up catching the Formula One from the weekend from, um, from Silverstone at all? You know, I, I got really interested um, in the closing laps, so I decided to watch the closing laps. <laughs> <laughs> when Lewis blew his front tire. Yeah, yeah, I was I was really barracking for everyone else. <laughs> he made it through, which is is amazing. He had that much of a lead that yeah. he could uh, you know, tricycle his way across the finish line. Unbelievable. Um I think it was the second to last corner uh where he got really really out of shape. He just yeah. he had too much entry for his speed for um for one steerer to to take him around the corner, but um it just shows you how good uh, the package of Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes is mm, yeah. when you know they can blow out a tire um, and still manage to win the race. Mm. Incredible. Yeah. 
I think Red Bull will rue that decision, but to pit Max Verstappen in line with Bottas because they felt that his tyre was going to blow up as well. But there was no evidence to support that the Red Bull car was having uh, tyre problems. I mean, so Bottas's tyre went first and for whatever reason, Red Bull pitted at the same time because they were frightened that their tyre was going to do the same thing. But they had nothing to, they had nothing to gain really. And by pitting him, it really robbed him of, because he would have caught, he would have caught Lewis had he not pitted. He would have definitely oh, easily, easily would have caught him. Yeah. So um, anyway, so is the Mercedes running the new uh, variable uh, towing system on the yeah. car? Yeah, it yep. is. Yeah, yeah. Did I did I think that that contributed at all, or it was just too much camber? I, 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 I think it does. I think it had to have contributed to it. I mean, it's 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 frightening that both those cars had almost the identical problem within. I don't know, a kilometre of each other. Um, I, I strongly believe that it was... Uh, maybe they, maybe yeah, they but, were running I mean, a bit too much I mean, that could be attributed to just, just running too much... Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. That could be attributed to just running too much camber. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we see that uh, in, in the V8 supercars a lot. Um, mm. The camber makes the car faster, mm. um, but tyre wear is, you know, mm. the sacrifice... Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, any any other notes from the the race? I mean, I I um I was uh, uh, very impressed by um, uh, uh, Leclerc. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Third. Nabbed nabbed the third spot there. He yeah. Really a rabbit out of the hat there for Ferrari did because they were they have stunk the last couple of races ferrari yeah they're really on the nose at the moment and to pull a third out well you, you wouldn't know because they got the face masks on so yeah. i'd imagine that would sort of you know Counter- take up some of that smell <laughs> but yeah no it, uh, they are they are shocking at the moment so to get third i think that was a great effort from Leclerc. and nico hulkenberg great to see him back unfortunately couldn't race the car had problems but uh sergio perez was diagnosed with covid19 i think he returned to mexico at some point to see his mother who wasn't well and contracted covid19 so he's out he's out for a minimum of two weeks uh, Formula One won't let him back in for a minimum of two weeks, and um, yeah, so we'll see Nico at the next Silverstone race, which is which is this weekend. So, and I was just right here in the notes as well. What do you think of Nicholas Latifi? I'm, I don't know, he hasn't really impressed me so far. He's the uh, really only new driver we have this year, and uh, he really hasn't impressed me a hell of a lot. He's spun quite a lot in either qualifying or mm. the race through no fault of anyone else, just driving error. And um, his father, from what I understand, owns quite a large share of, of um, McLaren as well. And so I would suggest that he'd be earmarked to move over to like McLaren at some point. But yeah, I don't think he's done a lot to impress anyone so far. No. I, I, uh, I, Todd, I don't know. Think. <laughs> I, I think he's out of the race for the top Hey? Not even my radar, that name, so no. Okay. I think it was yeah. out of the race by the time I started watching. <laughs> I think you and me both, Simon. I came in a bit late and was like, oh, yeah, cool. Oh, Lewis, you know, normal. All right, what's going on? So, yeah. Sorry, okay. Nick. I was even on the radar. All right. <laughs> well, let's move on then. Let's or let's move on because Simon and I have spoken at length. That's, that's what Formula 1's become now. It's it's the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I yeah. agree. 
no, no disputing that it has become. And I, the the race on the weekend was only made exciting by the fact that we had that Lewis's ham that Lewis's tire blew out. But otherwise, that wasn't exciting. But he still won. Yeah, <laughs> but he yeah. still won. <laughs> he probably had time to go home, feed his dog the vegetarian meat, come back, get in the car with a flat tire, and win. Yep. Well, like I, that, look, know. I thought he was going to do the right thing, pull over, you know, get the jack out of the the, uh, the Mercedes kit. They come yep. with a very nice kit, the Mercs, right? <laughs> Wind the jack up, pop the tire off, put a new one on. They, there must be a space saver in there somewhere. <laughs> Probably under the driver's seat or something like that, no Mercedes. So you um, a fire. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he had enough time to do that yeah. <laughs> pretty easily. But then again, he is quite young, so there is a good chance he doesn't actually know how to change his own tyre. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> that is a, that you raise a very valid point. I live, I live that every day of my life. <laughs> The Auto One Customer Loyalty Program, the Auto One Club, has been designed to provide privileges to loyal customers. Head on over to www.autoone.com.au and click on the club membership tab or alternatively head into your local Auto One store and ask about the benefits that come with being a loyal Auto One club member. While you're in the store, be sure to check out Auto One's extensive range of impact automotive garage tools floor mats and coolant. The Impact Automotive range offers quality products at affordable prices. From a three-ton heavy-duty trolley jack to an adjustable mechanic seat, the Impact Automotive range has a garage tool that'll suit your needs. The range has also well over 20 different types of floor and boot mats to suit your ride. They come in rubber or fabric with a PVC backing to stop slipping. Also in the range is an extensive choice of coolant. Whether it be pre-mixed or concentrate, the long life range of red and green Impact Automotive coolant is bound to have a product that suits your needs. To view the full range of Impact Automotive products, head on over to www.auto1.com.au or visit one of their stores. Auto One is committed to bringing you the brands you know and trust at great prices. Coupled with their team's knowledge and experience, Auto One, it's the one. Anyway, let's move on to MotoGP. Man, MotoGP, um, let's, I mean, you and I, Simon, have spoken about MotoGP, the last race in, in Lent. Nick, 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 yes. Nick, Nick. Yes. Take, take a look at this hat. Yeah, the hat. I noticed it before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. I, 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 He's back on the podium, mate. He's back on the podium. Well, he's nearly 40 years old and he's back on the podium. He is 40. He's more than 40, isn't he? Oh, is, is he? He's, yeah, I think he's 41. I think he's three 41. Years there you go. Than me. Yeah. yeah, no, he's definitely in 41. his 41. Yeah. But look, I mean, I'm happy for Valentino Rossi. Valentino copped a lot of criticism from the first race, a lot of criticism, and I don't think it was very fair at all. It wasn't very fair at all. He had motorbike issues, power issues with the bike. And he copped a lot of criticism, like a lot of a lot of the media were saying he was just holding up the traffic and he should retire straight away. 
But he proved them wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, really? yeah he proved yeah. them wrong. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you ask them what they thought after that race? Yeah, that would be interesting. I, I listened to a number of uh, podcasts that spoke about the first race. I haven't listened to the second race. But, um, look, it's not... You know, really- you know, those same people that said that, I'd, I'd really like to know what they thought about Marquez's brother. Um, yeah. Not, not a hell of a lot. <laughs> not a hell of a lot. Yeah. But my question, we, we discussed... You know, because he, he's on. He's on the same bike. He's mm. on the same bike as Mark Marquez, yeah? Yep. Yep. And genetically, he shares some similarities to yes. Mark Marquez, yeah? Yep. Mm. And you would say that considering Mark Marquez, Marquez wasn't, you know, right set up, you know, they may have shared the shock settings, they may have shared the, the tyre recommendations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you would have to say that uh, uh, Junior Marquez uh, would have a leg up, so to speak, um, you know. Mm. Yeah. But, and where yeah. did he finish? Tw- 12th, was it? 12th, I was think, 12th? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the question I posed, was Marquez's comeback in this race, was, it, was that ever realistic or was that just a media, was that just like a media ploy or a, a, a publicity ploy to bring eyes to the race or beat up some, some promotion? Or, I'm, not, I'm not understanding because clearly he wasn't fit to race, but he, all the talk was that he, he was going to participate. What, what, do you, what do you think? Nick, so I got uh, text messages and phone calls um, after our last podcast. Uh, <laughs> people, people saying, you're wrong. Marquez is racing. I think I was one of them. Uh, Marquez is unstoppable. Uh, there were several. There were several. Even messages on Facebook, uh, emails. <laughs> Probably mm. smoke signals that I missed, but um, <laughs> there is no way in the world, right? If you watch that accident and watch the way his uh, wrist gets torn up by the back tyre, there was no way in the world that he was going to be racing again. Mm. Uh, I think what he was trying to do, number one, he obviously everyone was talking about it. You know, uh, the whole paddock would have been in shock over it. Mm. Um, but I think more than anything, he was trying to to show that, that, you know, he's that good that even a big high side like that, mm. um, you know, it, it, he was going to come back from it and mm. he, he was never going to come back. Yeah. Now they have not focused any attention on the wrist, but if you look at media photos that were taken um, during practice, whenever you see him, whatever gestures he's making, he's doing with his left hand. Now yeah. I don't think he's left-handed. Right. Yeah, yeah he's um, I think he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. I think he was in a lot of pain, and I think that um, his right wrist is torn up. Um, it, it would have been hyperextended, I believe, when the tire hit it. Mm. So, along with the fracture, um, and you know, obviously the bruising that comes with the surgery, you got all these factors. It was never going to happen. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I um I agree with you now in retrospect, but I think it was a good good media ploy from the from the wider media and to bring some so bring some focus to the race. And um, if that's what it did, I mean, yeah, the lead up to the race was pretty exciting, and there's a lot of a lot of commentary about his return and uh, how great of a rider he is. I still think he's a great rider, but you know, um, I think I'm really happy to see Fabio. Quattororo really come to the fore now, and I think this this championship, as you said before, is wide, wide, wide open. Yeah, yeah. This this is a yeah. game changer, and and see, this is kind of like the equivalent of if Lewis Hamilton contracted COVID nineteen, mm. right? Um, because you know, let's face it, in Formula One, the chances of the drivers getting hurt are pretty slim, especially now that mm. they're all driving around with a double pluggers on their cars. So, <laughs> you know, Marquez, this is the first big accident that Marquez has had, mm. right? And this is a game changer. And everyone in the paddock, everyone in the paddock has got a buzz about him now. Mm. Uh, the yep. simple fact of the matter is if you're constantly riding at 11 tenths, you know, you're going to come off eventually. Mm. It's, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. When that happens, you suddenly find that you're a bit nervous about riding at 11 tenths. Mm. And that's what nearly everyone in that paddock has been through in their career. Marquez has been so gifted, uh, you know, whether, whether it be his skill or just pure luck that he hasn't had a bad one. This, this is really his bad run. I mean, in terms of DNFs, uh, I think you were the one that made the statistic. It's been something like, Seven uh, years? Or? Yeah, yeah. No, it was 2011, yeah. I think. Yeah, 2011. There you go. Nine years. Yep. Nine years. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty big deal. It is a really big deal. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be when he comes back. The thing to watch now is uh, not only his riding, but how people treat him on the track. Mm. If you watch that race, he rides like a bully. Yep. He'll put the nose of his bike in and he doesn't care that you've got to move out of the way, right? Um, he's had a spill now, right? The riders have got his measure. So <laughs> I think you're going to start to see people closing the gap and saying, oh, well, you know, if, if we're going to come off, we'll come off together. And, mm. and that's going to be a game changer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, my gut feeling is this season, is, is going to be Quattararo's. The only thing that you can't bank on is the um, reliability of the Yamaha. They have yep. a major problem. Everyone knows about it. Um, it's really embarrassing as far as I'm concerned because they've had to come out uh, before, I think two seasons ago or last season, mm, and say, hey, we, season, we know yeah. we, we, we don't have the horsepower. Um, yeah. So now added to that uh, reliability, if you don't, have the power but your bike's reliable well but if you are down on power and your bike's unreliable you got big problems yeah yeah mm. yeah but we saw last year from memory last year they reverted back to a bike that was from the previous year midway through so just just to get some reliability back because their bike was not good at all in the yamaha that was the works bike too so yeah, they have had issues, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that's right. The, the satellite teams that were on a different bike were um, were doing better than the factory teams. Mm, yep, yep. Oh, very good. All right, guys. Well, look, um, any other news you got out there to share with us before we wrap this one up? 
Not that I can tell you about, Nick. Sorry. No. Okay. No, that's all right. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow. No, that's well, okay. It's a, no, it's no. a secret. All right. Well, look, uh, we'll bring this one to a close. So, Auto One, like, share, comment on this Facebook um, uh, post for episode 91. You go on the run in to win a $50 gift card. You too can be like John Sabo and spend that $50. On his new secret weapon, which we're not allowed to say anything about. <laughs> <laughs> so, congratulations to John, and thanks to the team at Auto One. I was out out there on the on Friday night as well, catching up with the guys at the Belcatta store. I had to get a few few supplies, and um, actually took the XW for a spin there as well. And um, yeah, had it parked out the front, so I caught up with the guys there at Auto One in Belcatta. They always like it when I pull up, especially on Nick. A- uh, um, did you clean the puddle of oil? Up after you left, <laughs> you know, no, no, I didn't. But I'll answer that. No, I didn't. But have you noticed the front of Bel- Auto One Belcata? There are oil patches like they're, they're massive. They're like that. In, when I, I yeah. took some snaps there, and uh, you look at all the other bays, and they're all pretty clear. But the ones in front of Auto One in Belcata are uh, quite incredibly big. So, if you have you ever, you know, sort of considered that you go there a fair bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just gosh, saying, yeah. I, you know. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I got to get that engine out, fix that rear main, actually. So I should get onto that no, sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Guys, put that, that else one in there. <laughs> no. No, I will not be doing that, Todd. <laughs> um, All right, uh, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. And um, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Nick. See you, Todd. See you, Nick. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.